This is God Alive. This is the Exalted Pile Driver. This is Criff. I mean Arnold. This is Alex and Nick from Tyrannonaut. Greetings from the far Siberian deeps. Here is Peter of Isgerur Morph. This is Zeke Evil from Natal Quest. This is Nick from Hessian Firm. This is Jason from Sulaco. I'm eating a plain cheeseburger. What's up, everybody? This is Ross Dolan from Immolation. Hey, this is Brian Mason from Charmer, Sulaco, and Contrarian. Maybe BML. What's up? This is Sully. This is Mama Nat. Hey, this is Rick Dorff from Wolfpack 44, the Electric Hellfire Club, and Coven. This is Richie from Grave Huffer. We're Immortal Possession, and you're listening to What did we start off episode 234 with? We started off episode 234 with a vowel with an I Hate God cover mm-hmm. of Sister Fucker mm-hmm. with Jason Leone of Salako. Yes. Guest appearing on vocals. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Um, and that's off of, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but that's off of uh, their latest release, a vowel's latest release, mm-hmm. The Tower mm-hmm. EP. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to add in that if you were in India or Pakistan, that you might refer to that song as Banchod. Oh, is that what that means? Which means sister fucker. Oh. Okay. I don't know how you know that. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> um, 
So we did something new and exciting this weekend. Normally we're out at shows doing the whole metal scene thing. Yes. This weekend we stepped out of our comfort zone thanks to our bud and Sully, Adam mm-hmm. from Pulley, mm-hmm. who was a huge wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. Um, he schooled us uh, all week on the background of wrestling to prepare us for Saturday night. Yeah. Uh, we ventured out to Webster mm-hmm. to watch a night of wrestling. Yeah. Uh, that was Extreme Wrestling Force, EWF. Uh, it was very entertaining. It was. Um, the crowd at first was a little light, but as the night went on, it got pretty packed in there. Yeah. Uh, everyone was super excited and participating. It was just a lot of... I don't want to... I don't even know... I don't want to <laughs> do it just disjustice but mm. like theatrics and yeah i don't like wrestling yeah and it was cool yeah. it was entertaining for it, sure yeah it was and it was split into uh two parts there was like a beginning which was three matches i think three or four four matches maybe yeah. and then there's an intermission and then the remaining matches which included some title fights yeah um and the after the intermission um, they kind of shifted to like the extreme wrestling stuff where they're hitting each other with chairs and tables, tables and bats. <laughs> A lot of tables being broken. Yes. Yeah. Um, I watching that. St- so I will admit I, we talked about this off air, but when I was in high school, we would all call each other on the phone and like three way each other in and we would all watch Monday night wrestling together. Mm hmm for all of my high school mm-hmm. every Monday. Mm-hmm. So I was like a wrestling fan for quite a while. I have to admit seeing that so close. I mm-hmm. mean, there were guys landing at our feet, yeah. <laughs> falling out of the ring, being yeah. thrown on tables like two feet away from us. Mm-hmm. Some of that shit is real. Absolutely. And the, painful. The stunts, the stunt part of it. Yeah. Is- um, they could definitely get fucked up doing yes. that. And I'm surprised with all of the destruction that went on that there was no blood. I know. And I'm grateful for that because yeah. I don't know how I would have handled yeah. that. I'm very sensitive these days about that stuff. Yeah. yeah. And being so close, we probably would have gotten blood sprayed, sprayed on. on. Yeah. <laughs> we were extremely close to the ring. Yeah. Which... It was it was a good ex- it was a fun different experience. Yeah, it was fun. So, yeah. Um. So, we saw it on the news at some point. I think last week that our phones were going to go off. Mm. Oh, I wonder if you have the same. Go ahead. The emergency broadcast, we whatever. Did. Yeah, we did. So we were both sitting in our offices, and we knew it was coming. It scared the shit out of me. I think I like yelped mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and I heard you giggle from your office. Yeah. Um, and then I thought m- this is how far my thought process went. Like, wow. Imagine how loud that was in the grocery store or in the mall. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was just the two of us mm-hmm. at home. Yeah. 
But then I started reading these articles um, about contraband. Mm. So a lot of people in prisons got in a lot of trouble for having cell phones. This is really strange because we don't, we've told people that have asked that we don't normally talk about show what, content, what we have individually to talk about up front. Do you have this too? I have something that relates to both things that you're talking Wait, about. Wait, but I have, there's more. Okay. I came across something else. So uh, it's not only prisoners that got in trouble for contraband. Um, a lot of communities that aren't allowed to have cell phones, like the Amish, mm-hmm. are now being shunned yep. by the handfuls yep. because they had their cell phone hidden somewhere. And of yep. course, you can't turn off the yeah. emergency broadcast. Yeah. Yeah. What I saw, um, this, yeah. Is I, I, that what you were going to talk about? It was, yeah. <laughs> but um, I do have something that relates to both prison as well and contraband. Oh, okay, cool. That, that is not about this. All right. Um, but maybe we should play some songs and oh, then talk okay. about that next. Okay. All right. First up is going to be Shadow Spawn with the song "Color Me Dead." And this is the second single off of their upcoming album, Blasphemica, Absolution Carved from Flesh, scheduled for an October release on Emancipation Productions. And then we're going to go into There's Only One God with the song Modus Operandi off their latest release, The Balance of Everything, out now. Sanity, being my 
All right, following up on your earlier articles about contraband, mm-hmm. the Amish, cell phones. This this is not about cell phones. This is about something far more sinister. Oh boy. Okay. Joyce Flores, who was hired in March of 2019 as a dental hygienist at the Virginia Department of Corrections Augusta Correctional Center. Okay. On July 17th, 2019, Flores went through a standard security scan to enter the center. And according to security, the scan produced an abnormal image displaying an object in Flores' lower body cavity. Uh, It says the security team believed that Flores might be smuggling contraband into the facility. Flores said she was menstruating and explained the object was a tampon. She even offered to go to the restroom with a female security officer to prove that she was on her period. Later that day, the, the security team subjected Flores to a second scan, which did not show the same object. Well, her period ended, duh. Uh, Flores then explained that she had replaced her tampon with uh, some other sanitary protection after using the restroom. She then went to the restroom, inserted the tampon, and was scanned a third time. Um, despite searches of Flores' car and her medical area at the center, no contraband with any connection to her was ever found. Yeah, it was gone. (laughs) Then about two weeks later on July 31st, the warden of the center terminated Flores. Uh, To make a long story short, she sued them. They went through the court process um, she was awarded $85,000. Um, and then I guess the court found this so egregious that they tacked on an additional... Where's the main mount? 258000 Okay. So 85000 and then 258000 additionally. Oh, so she was innocent. She was innocent. And, um... So what's so sinister? No, I was just being suspenseful. Oh, good job. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Huh. Huh. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, how many scans are done all the time with... This has to be... This has to be picked up all the time. Yeah, I'm surprised. The way the article read, I really thought that she had contraband, took it out, then put like a pad or something on Mm -hmm. to deter Mm -hmm. why there wasn't a tampon in there anymore during her second scan. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. So next time you go through a, a security scan, you should think about this. All right. I will. Yeah. Does it make you uneasy? (laughs) A little bit. Yeah. Let's see what Grandma has to say about this.
with the song Conquered and I don't know much about this band but according to Reverb Nation uh, they were from Avon, New York and they were active when we lived in Avon Um, it says it looks like their last performances were in 2013 Um, does it say where they played? they played Montage in April of that year, they played um, the Finger Lakes Metal Fest at Don Solar's. I'm probably saying that wrong, but I know we've been there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's where Rick puts on his yeah. used to. Anyways. Yeah. 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 Um, so I don't know. Uh, I do see that someone named Jason Graves was the drummer and. We, one of our Facebook friends is Jason Graves, who is a DJ on Metal Devastation Radio and also the bassist, vocalist of um, Graves of Giants, if you remember that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but he is in South Dakota. Yeah, so I don't I, think. I think it's just uh, the same name. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know anything about this band, but... Well, maybe some friends do. Yeah. Cool. I enjoyed that song. Yeah, good find. Thanks to Grandma for sharing that. (laughs) Yes, good find, Grandma. (laughs) 
All right, I have a two-part article, and I want I want to pose this question to you as it relates to part one of the article, and based on <laughs> based on how you feel about this, we'll see if uh, we want to visit part two of the article. Okay. All right. So part one of this article. Uh, goes into details about how a woman with only nine months left to live. Oh boy. Who um, apparently will be in a wheelchair within four to five months and then um, and then bedridden for the last bit of her life. Is this is this hypothetical or is this no, an actual? It's supposed to be an actual story. Okay. All right. um, so she basically has four functional months left before she is in a wheelchair and then bedridden. Okay. Um, she has asked her husband that. Uh, oh, I saw this. You did? Yeah, I saw this one. When? I think I have it in pocket. Really? Yeah. All right, go on. Sorry. Well, you ruined it. No. What is it then? Um, did she ask her husband if she could have sex with her ex-boyfriend? Yeah. 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 Because they were the most uh, sexually compatible. Ouch. According to the wife. Well, then why'd they break up then? <laughs> Is that all it's all about? <laughs> Just that? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So what's your hypothetical question? Uh, how do you, I'm trying to put myself in this place from both sides um i think if i was like had four months left to live i would not be thinking about fucking exes but i don't know um Uh, and then i was thinking about if like if this was you and you asked me this i wouldn't there'd probably be a part of me that was like you know, there better fuck, be you fucking asshole. Yeah, but there better be. I, I would also think like, who am I to say? You know, no. Um, I can't really tell you no until you're in the wheelchair, and then, then so, I can't. <laughs> so, and then I'm locking those wheels. My first thought is, if I had four good months mm-hmm. left, and I knew that mm-hmm. that's probably the last thing I would be focused on mm-hmm. that's how I feel but that's me like I'm yeah. not judging her and I don't know her life yeah. obviously yeah. Um, I would be spending it with the people that have been by my side and mm-hmm. how about people, the people that have been inside oh <laughs> And the people that are going to take care of me when I'm bedridden. Yeah. Because that's a thing. Yeah. No matter how selfless her husband is, that has got to burn. Yeah, of course. Even if he said, like, you go do you. Mm-hmm. Who's taking care of her at the end of her life? Mm-hmm. The ex-boyfriend? Right. Or her husband that has... Right. Been by her side. What if it was just purely a physical thing 
like have sex with the ex it lasts an hour or two and that's it don't talk to the ex again I don't know that I could answer that question because sex isn't just physical to me right right and I'm not sure that it really is for anybody like there has to be like that first Mm -hmm. spark of something even if it's a one night stand right? right right there has to be some kind of compatibility there right like you don't have a one night stand with somebody that you hate Right. Or couldn't stand to be around. Right, right. I don't know. Personally, not something I would ever do. But I reserve judgment because she's got four months left to live. Mm-hmm. You know, we saw my mom focus on things in the last four good months she knew she was going to have mm-hmm. on things that we wouldn't necessarily focus our lives on. But right. Who are we to say? Because right. we haven't been there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I thought too. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I don't know. what. I, I, I'm positive that wouldn't be my mindset, but like I wouldn't. Mm. Yeah. There's, yeah. There's nothing from my past that I want to relive. Same. Mentally, physically. <laughs> No. Even if I knew I was dying tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think we're on the same page. All right. So why don't we play uh, some songs and we can talk about if we're going to open part two of this article. All to right. See what it says. Sounds good. What are we going to kick it off with? We are going to start off with Summoning Death with the song Night of the Creeps. And this is off of their upcoming release, A Traumatic Night of the Creeps, out 1028 on Chaos Records. And then we're going to go into Corrosive with the song Terminal Violence off the Vitriol in Hell release. And then after that, Last Leg with the song It's In Your Head off of their Trendsetter release, which is out now. that body you were looking for, detective. Thrill me.
Um, so does part two happen to say the outcome or how's the husband feel about this or? Mm, it has. That's kind of open. Uh, the, the husband kind of comments on how he feels about it, but. So what, what are his thoughts? Whether it happened or not, I don't know. Uh, it says, um, she gave a whole monologue about how sex sometimes is just physical and how emotionally fulfilling sex is with me. But it was bullshit to get to that point. Um, the man continued, so now I'm left with this, deny my dying wife a wish for my own ego or let her go fuck another man who she feels was better. Uh, honestly, I'm so pissed off and betrayed that she asked this of me. I feel like I'm put in a position where I have to say yes because she's dying. Uh, and then it says, but does he? If your wife was a dying woman, what would you say? Um, I know what I want to say, but I don't know if that's right. I'm so hurt that sex with an ex was apparently so great that she needs to do it once more before she dies. I hate everything about this. I'm not sure what to do. And then there's uh, a few <clears throat> Reddit commenters that chime in. Oh, I'm sure they rip her apart. Not Well, not what they put here. I'm sure the entirety of the comments, there had to be some pretty good stuff. But this isn't a Reddit, Reddit article. It's just... um. They, they put some of the Reddit comments in this article for some reason. Um, and they say, uh, if this is a real story, then just pack her stuff and let her live with her ex for the rest of her time, uh, according to one person. Another person added, uh, sorry, but her illness is not an excuse to treat you like shit. This is incredibly insulting to you and your relationship. Someone else said, this seems like a very odd request to bring to you without any legwork or preparation. Um, legwork? <laughs> what, what legwork is entailed there? <laughs> uh, that she would significantly risk blowing up her marriage and end-of-life companionship and care for sex with someone she isn't in contact with and doesn't know would still even entertain the thought of intimacy with her. Okay, so I I get it, but this is why I have an issue with social media because you hear one small, how long have they been married? Yeah, I don't know. Right, exactly. Uh, was there infidelity in the past on his part? Yeah. We don't know. I don't know. Are they just together because they're raising kids and they've turned into like companions? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I don't know. Is it an arranged marriage? Right. These are all things that we don't know, and I think people are so quick to pass judgment. Mm-hmm. To me, my first thought is it seems like a very shallow request mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at the end of one's life. Mm-hmm. But that's like from my point of view. You know what I mean? Like, that is not something that would be top of mind for me, but. I'm also completely fulfilled in my marriage. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at it through my eyes, which are, she may have a very different lens. Mm-hmm. 
I want to say I'm kind of with him. It's a bullshit request, and it's kind of really selfish on her part. Yeah. But yeah, she's I, dying. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go have sex with my ex, but you can take care of me when I'm... When I'm in diapers. Yeah. <laughs> nah. Probably not. How do you think this compares? Do you remember the story about... Um, I don't remember if it was a man or a woman. They were married. One ended up, I think it was the man ended up in a wheelchair and like it wasn't functional sexually. So the woman got this real life sex style. Yeah. Yeah. That's, this is quite different, right? Very much so. Yeah. What if it wasn't? What if it, what if the man couldn't in that story? couldn't function and the wife wanted like loved the husband but like had sexual needs that she wanted to fulfill that's another good devil's advocate yeah we don't know the whole story that's still even then is i think is still very different from this yeah um i think so i don't know and we've had long discussions about um, monogamy before. Yep. And we are not interested in, I mean... I know, I'll, I'll this is for, a slippery slope it is, here. It is, it is. And I'll, I'll speak for myself, and you've agreed to this, but mm-hmm. um, you can say otherwise if your mind has changed. <laughs> um, we are 100% committed to each other and do not want to go anywhere else no interest whatsoever yes but at the same time we biologically both believe that we weren't meant to mate for life yeah yeah and i know that's very conflicting it it definitely is but i appreciate somebody who never gets married and never never settles down because they realize that that's not part of who they are Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think we both believe in um, the we don't believe in what the state says marriage is. Yes. Like I don't care what the state says. Correct. What I'm allowed to do or not or what's permanent and what's not. But as far as uh marriage in terms of my commitment to you that means something you know but that means something to you and i right that's that's what i'm saying people have other commitments it's in our minds right that's not not something that somebody says it's not a piece of paper that we go to the you know yeah the courthouse to get yeah um i really firmly believe do whatever you want Mm -hmm. in your relationships and your marriages Mm -hmm. just literally don't be an asshole Mm -hmm. that translates for every single thing Mm -hmm. so you and i have had very open conversations about our beliefs and Mm -hmm. what we think and what we see and how we feel Mm -hmm. um and we just landed we happen to land on the same page Mm -hmm. there are people out there that are like i really love you 
but I'm not committed to only you sexually. Yeah. And to have that conversation and have the other party say, you know what, that's cool. Let's have an open marriage or let's be swingers or whatever. Right. right. Don't care. As long as everyone is on the same page. Right. Because then you get into betrayal. Right. And lying and trust issues. And that's not cool. Right. Right. Yeah. Either on the same page or they have to both agree to coexist on different pages. Yep. Like there's plenty of people that are uh, opposite, like politically, that have. I couldn't imagine living in a household like that. But yes, you're correct. (laughs) Or they have different religious beliefs, but somehow maintain a happy relationship. Yeah. All right. All right. Now that we've got lost in the void. (laughs) Babbled on forever. Let's close it off with three songs. First up is Lost to the Void with the song Poppy Place. And this is from their new album, Embrace and Digest, which was released on September 1st via Blood Blast Distribution. And then we're going to listen to Fetal Juice with the song Two Bongs Don't Make a Right off their upcoming album Grotesque, due out November 17th via Gorehouse Productions. And then after that is Tusinarsikin with the song Gudatrod off of the album Mardrom's... I, I don't even know how to say that. Mardrom Smedit. <laughs> Maybe just leave the album off. <laughs> Maybe. Or or it's in the show notes. And that is on the Void in the Vast Empire label, which was released on Christmas Eve day of 2022. Until next time. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Don't be an asshole. And? Bigamy is having one wife too many, and monogamy is the same. Oscar Wilde.